You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Vegas. It's rock. It's dogs. It's Vegas Rock Dog Radio. A rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. Stand by for great guests and cool advice. All in one rockin' hour. The phone lines are open at 702-483-4444. That's 702-483-4444. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with your host, and that is me, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And I have a bit of a raspy voice today, so I guess it's very rock and roll. (laughs) We are broadcasting live from Las Vegas, if you're listening in for the first time. Welcome to the show. It's all about pets, people, pop culture, and anything else we can throw into the mix. So uh, lots of topics we cover every week, and uh, if it's not something fun, it'll be something informative, or it'll be a local celebrity, or very inspirational people in our community doing lots of good things for animals. So if you're listening in for the first time, or you want to actually... um, follow the show elsewhere here are some nice uh, links for you and all these links pop up on facebook anything we talk about during the show will be on facebook so you can just relax listen to the show grab a coffee put your dog or your cat on your lap <laughs> and enjoy an hour, an hour of, of pets people and pop culture here's the thing a lot of people actually don't sit down these days to just do something simple so if it's not watching tv radio is great you know you can just like close your eyes and have a good old listen in so this is how you're going to find the show and uh, it's really easy our website is vegasrockdogradio.com that's where you're going to find all the links in one place and are you streaming we are streaming live my guest is in studio so we can do a little wave oh i used to wave up there because the the camera you see sometimes it is hard to train an old dog new tricks <laughs> I'm going to wave this way. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so that's our Ustream. You're going to go to Ustream.tv. Our channel is, actually, our profile is Vegas Rock Dog. And then there are two channels. There's the Hot Diggity Dog Show, which is our older show. And then there's a new one, Vegas Rock Dog Radio. And as I say, we broadcast live um, out of Las Vegas on VegasAllNetRadio.com. You can find my show on the site. And if you actually go to my page, you'll see all the links of all the sponsors that you'll hear during the show. And if you scroll even further down, you're going to find all the um, archive shows. And you can find the shows by guest or by topic and listen at your own leisure. Uh, next is Facebook, Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Twitter is Vegas Rock Dog Show, and that is S H O, no W on the end. The call in number is 702 483 4444. And as I say, all archive shows are at com, and you can listen live right now. And a lot of people say, I can't find the button to listen. It's the two biggest flashing yellow speakers. <laughs> Page, click one of them, you know, might help. Uh, Instagram, oh, for all you people that love to post pictures of dogs, come and find me on Instagram and I'll follow you back. Um, no one can complain about your hundred pictures a day of your pets. So, oh, are we all right there, Chris? Are we having some technical issues? Are we good? 
so find me on Instagram, Vegas Rock Dog. Um, if you want to pick up clothing, Vegas Rock Dog clothing, and that is hip clothing for you and your dog. It's VegasRockDog.com. The blog, the blog, the blog is the Rock and Roll Dog.com, and that's where most of my giveaways happen. So really important that you go over there if you like to try and enter and win some stuff, some cool stuff from sponsors and, and from people who just generally just send me stuff, which is great. Um, and it usually is accompanied by a review. So I, I like to make it very, very honest, so it's very, very helpful to our listeners. And uh, that now leads me to my guest who's in the studio. And I've known her for ages. Like, for ages. It's and we... we <laughs> I, you know, I can't hear Jessica too well. Do we need to turn her up? Or... Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can there hear I you now. There we go. <laughs> We're like, yeah, come in the studio. Just telling Sam not to count the years. <laughs> Don't, yeah. I, do you know what? You already read my mind. <laughs> we are Geminis, too. <laughs> so very similar in personalities. But um, I knew Jessica and I worked together many years ago, many moons ago, uh, at Canyon Ranch Health Spa here in Las Vegas. And then lost touch over a few years. And then by fluke, we got reconnected. And by the time we reconnected, we were doing something completely different with animals yeah. isn't that amazing yeah. so uh we we've our, our paths have crossed once again uh, i don't think we're going to be losing touch at, at all ever no. now that's no. it we're connected so uh, yeah we're in we're in a great um a community of really fabulous people in las vegas uh, making a lot of great things happen for animals in town and so jessica jessica clemens she owns incredible do you want to tell our listeners about incredible what's it about well, we're a nonprofit organization. Our focus is restoring the positive image of pit bull dogs through education, advocacy, low-cost services, and owner support. Um, we're really just looking to end breed discrimination and mm-hmm. educate people and support people in the ownership of their animals. See, I, I told you I know great people. <laughs> I think um, th- there are so many components to, to animal welfare I mean, anything from rescuing them, getting them adopted out, you know, like you say, education. Um, and I think what you do is a very, very important part of that. Well, thank you. And since in Vegas, we've now now got a great organization called No Kill LV. And the website is nklv.org. Uh, what Jessica does is one of the components of being successful as a no-kill shelter. Now, a no-kill shelter, if am I not wrong, does it have to be that you're saving 90% of the animals to be classed? Or is it lower than that? Maybe I think it might be a little, little bit, bit lower. lower. So basically, it's still a very high percentage because, of course, there's no way you can save 100% of the animals. Some come in in such horrific conditions, you know, that they honestly cannot be saved. So you are obviously going to, even in a no-kill shelter, you're still going to have a small percentage. If you're applying all the steps, a small percentage of animals that, that, that don't make it. But the percentages are high once you start making that progress. Yes. Uh, it's not something that happens immediately. It's, you know, that's just foolish to even think that that could happen. You say one day, hey, we're going to be no kill. Yeah, there's no magic wand. There's no magic wand. But you really, really have to uh, apply these steps or 11 steps and, and the application of them and, and and really believing that you can do this is what makes it su- successful. And, and most of those components cost no money, if uh, maybe a little bit, maybe, you know, to, to make those happen. So that's the interesting thing about no kill because we still have someone that will pop up on Facebook and say, "I you killed two percent," <laughs> you know. Like, you can't save them all. You there's going to be behaviorally challenged, and there's going to be six. That's so. right. Yeah, and it's so so. That's a really important thing to understand, and it's the point that you actually are trying and applying that is what is what really really counts. And once you do that, you know, coupled with your your passion and a, and a 
almost like being like an engineer in your mind, how it's going to happen and a method, then, you know, you're going to get these amazing successes. And what I've seen from other shelters that have adopted it is that progress, it just, it, it moves very quickly. You know, where they go, oh, my gosh, now we're at 40%. Now we're at 50%. Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. And it, I, I would think that gives you a lot more incentive to keep that going and reach even bigger goal. Yeah, it think? seems like I think if you really try to educate the community as to what is going on yeah. and get their attention and s- tell them that there is a way there, to, there to move way. towards you yes. know euthanizing less animals in our shelter and and drawing them in and using them yeah. as a resource as well. Yes, is, is I think so too because I mean I'm still I mean people that know me very well and they know what I do. Sometimes I'll speak to them about our city shelter and they're like, "What? They euthanize animals yeah. and that, they're still unaware. They may have lived in Vegas their whole life, you know." So don't assume. I mean, sometimes we say, "Oh, we're preaching to the choir." We're not always, are we? No. Even people we know, e- even animal owners, you know. I talk to a lot of people that they have no idea that there's mandatory spay and neuter or microchipping oh, laws. I know. Or you know, I helped a lady that was wrangling a loose dog on the street the other day, and mm-hmm. he had a tag, a microchip tag, but not a collar. Uh, he had a collar, uh, oh, but, but, but not, not an identity. Buying tag, and you know, she just she said, "I can't take him home. My pets won't won't take this." And I said, "Well, he looks like he has a microchip. Yeah. Take him to the nearest vet. You don't even have to get him out of your car and have him scan for a microchip." And she just looked at me like I was yes. speaking a foreign language, and she wasn't educated on microchips and how they work and you know eventually she ended up getting the dog home but oh wow you know she thought oh i'll just put up a, a poster a at this corner where i yeah. found which is you know that is one little one thing method, yes but it's you know it's not the uh 2014 <laughs> it's not <laughs> way. and you know what um i haven't seen jessica in a while so she she doesn't know my story with mr, mr. twix so for people who've been listening in for a couple of weeks you obviously know what's going on and it leads right into what you're saying a couple of weeks ago I got a call from my neighbor. We've been chasing this dog for two weeks, for four hours, sorry, for four hours in the park across from where we live. Can you come and help us? We can't catch him. So we go down there. And as I say, you know, always make sure you've got a pair of flats in your car because running around in high heels does not, not gonna work. help at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did not need to go to the gym that day. Like, oh, my gosh. So another two hours, Jim and I ran around. <laughs> so there's four of us and a couple of odd people in the park and a couple of odd people that know we're chasing a dog that was right next to them that didn't grab him, which was kind of weird oh, nice. or one guy that said is that your dog and i said no as we're chasing him and he went oh if i'd have known it was your dog i would have helped i'm, like, I'm still chasing a yeah, dog still needs help. Hello. <laughs> hello so anyway cut a long story short he decided to trot into the basketball court frantically closing the big gates and there's i didn't know there was an empty there's like a, a gap at the back of it where you could still walk in on oh. out what's the point of gates if you're yeah. talking about anyway so this guy stepped up and blocked the blocked the thing this dog looked like a big giant dirty mop just running oh. at tail so far under head hanging so low down to the ground obviously terrified filthy matted but matted beyond i mean like painful looking couldn't even see the dog's face his nails are as long as oh my gosh like talons i mean really oh, really geez. bad and so and obviously exhausted i mean six hours that day only to find out that he's been in the park for weeks and weeks and weeks oh and lots of people have seen him and lots of people try to catch him even animal control and i'm glad they didn't because we did um and um uh, even park keeper tried to catch him they would pull out their equipment to mow the grass and stuff and he would just sit on this rock and they'd get close and off he would go so everybody knows this dog so we catch him and within five minutes of that what i did is i had to like 
the dog was already my pet. I was like, come on, you follow me. And I just started walking around the basketball court and he started following me. So then I sat down, he sat next to me and then he rolled on his back and then he fell asleep. So this was a sweet dog, a sweet smelly dog. (laughs) Like smelly, like, oh, like, oh, it was just like vomit inducing kind of like, oh God, gross. But you kind of have to put that to one side, don't you? you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So I, so I, I've got a collar on. Well, he doesn't have a collar. I get him a collar and a leash. But I'm not sure if he's going to walk on it, try and get out. And I thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to chance it. I'm going to pick him up. So I picked up that smelly mop and uh, got him in the car, straight up to a vet close to my house. It's not a vet I use, mm-hmm. but I thought, just, I just need to get him there because he's such a mess, right. you know. So first thing, like you said, we've got to get him scanned for a chip. So if you're listening in, just understand that a chip is not a GPS. Yes. There are GPS-type little tracking systems for, that fit on your dog collar. They're a little bit big, though. It's yeah. a bit like wearing like a big car battery on the side of your yeah. neck. It's like a, an old beeper. It's, it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like wearing a beeper around your neck. Imagine that. It looks stupid on a human. It looks really <laughs> stupid on a dog, a small dog. So just know that a microchip... And there are a couple of different scanners, aren't they, for chips? Not all scanners. Yeah, not all of them read can all be chips. universally read. Yes. Yeah, so that's something you may want to ask the vet, or I think Petco and PetSmart scan for you as well. Yes. If I'm not wrong. So if they have usually if they have a band field or yeah or something. In so there. just you know you may want to ask you know is that a universal scanner because you honestly could could find another chip with a different scanner you know anyway so Mister Mister Twix as we named him um, and they called him Dog. Of the vet. I'm like, well, that's really that's a lovely bedside manner. <laughs> I'm like, I've already got, I've just told you his name is Mr. Twix. His prescription says dog on it. Aww. I'm like, oh, he's so much more than that. So we, um, Jace, J- uh, so we got him to the vet. No chip. Obviously, he's not wearing a collar. And she checks him out and he is, his ears are infected, of course. Mm. He's a lasso apso. Oh. Did not look like that at all. I didn't even know what the heck he was, you know. Um, he tested positive for for worms. Oh, oh yes. yeah, it was a whole other, you know, so that's something you have to think about, you know. So I, I'm thinking, my two dogs, how do I handle this? What are the steps? So uh, we decided that once we, um, you know, got, got me shots while he was there, mm-hmm. you know, just give him his shots, he's going to need them. Um, we'll, I, I need to get him groomed. I just need to get him shaved down, you know. And this is one thing you really need to know. If you have dogs that have short hair or no hair and you've not had a dog with hair and it's got mat, do not... Do not bathe the dog. Do not bathe the dog with mats because you make it so much worse. It makes it worse. So much worse. So thankfully I knew that. But do you know how many people said to me, oh, just give him a bath. There's a self-wash. Even the vet said that. And I'm like... No. Yeah, that road probably would have been, it's been my thing because I'm clueless about. Well, we have short hair dogs. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's something to bear in mind, you know. And I thought I can't bear to have him feel and look that way one day longer. Not when he's in my care now. This is ridiculous. Sure. And of course, I know a million uh, groomers. But my friend Megan from uh, is she Petco or PetSmart? I didn't say the wrong store, but she stepped up six o'clock at night. Bring him in. Oh, uh, she says, but the only thing is he needs to have his shots. I'm like, I like to send her the picture of the, the, the shots you just gave him. Anyway, so took two hours later, you know, and she said, come pick him up. And I said, send me a picture. She said, nope, want to see your face when you see him. And she, I thought she brought out a, a ba- baby tiger. Aww. He had all these, like a reverse brindle, amazing looking dog. Oh, I was cool. stunned. And he was not, he looked like a 60 pound dog when I got him, but clearly not. He was right. like 17 pounds. Mm. So my plan was, I'm going to have to give him his own private suite at home, yeah. And uh, I have a big, fantastic crate, and I've always got lots of dog beds. <laughs> I mean, not without any of that. And, and that's where, where he stayed, you know. So um, 
that's the story of how we did that. Plus, we emailed his uh, information to um, as all our big network of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, this dog doesn't have an owner. You know, here's my thing. If the dog was in that state and he had an owner, no one saw him in the park looking for him. And we never saw a fly, we never saw anything. Right. Secondly, if he'd only escaped from his owner, that was not a good situation either. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, obviously it was but being neglected. Say, yeah, and two weeks later, I mean, he had worms. I think we were overly cautious about the worm situation. I mean, because as a human, you can get them too. Right. So, but I think it was the smartest thing that we did because we got to clear up his ear infections. We got to, you know... Uh, you know, give him his treatment, keep mm-hmm. him isolated from the girls, even though they could smell him and they could hear him and stuff like that. But it was kind of a good step because it was kind of a gradual introduction to him. Sure. You know, where it wasn't like, oh, here's a dog. You right. know, like, Surprise. what? Yeah, because I didn't like that anyway. <laughs> so, um, so we got to say, really look after him, monitor him and, you know, do some, some, um, some work on getting the word out there about him. Everybody's falling in love with him. And yesterday I officially announced that he belongs to us now. Wonderful. We kept him. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, we kept him. So it's Mr. Twix, Galaxy and Thornton, all named after chocolate bars. <laughs> uh, why not? You know, and he, he went from rags to rock and roll. He really did. Yeah, he and did. he's a great dog. Oh, my gosh. Thornton's still not. Mm, she's okay with him in the house. She kind of has this. This is how she was the first day. Oh, I like you. I hate you. Why are you taking my ball? Oh, you're kind of fun. Oh, get away from me. <laughs> all day. You know, like, oh, you did not sniff my bum. You did not just smack me in my face. That's my shoe that I like to chew on. I mean, it was just like, oh, you're kind of fun. I'll lay with you. No, I won't. Oh, my gosh. It drove me insane. It's exhausting. Now, my house is the biggest mess going now with three dogs. Uh, we have 100 floors. So the rugs are just, you know, they like to, like, surf on the rugs. Yes. So they're just a big ball everywhere. Yeah. It is a mess upon a mess. But you know what? I don't care. I love that dog. <laughs> I love him. Galaxy thinks he's great. She's Good. totally fine. But Thornton, I thought, mm, when we do the bed situation, you can all sleep in bed. And yeah. I thought, I'll put his crate, his bed, everything he needs in our room as well. Um, but he's going to jump on the bed at some point. Thornton's like literally like you come one more millimeter and I'll flip out you know so she's she's taking a little bit more time I keep saying to her did you forget when you first came to our house sure you know Galaxy wasn't nice to you she don't care yeah, <laughs> she don't remember no, it's her turn now so uh, but the steps there's a lot of steps you can do you know mm-hmm. and so two nights ago a friend of mine texts me late sorry to text you so late we just chased this dog down i'm like oh my god deja vu what do we do and that was her question what do we do so i told her the same steps i said you know contact the uh condo office because they may know who the owner is have some flyers up send his information to vegas animal rescue mm-hmm. vegas animal uh, vegas animal 411.com or VegasAnimalRescue.com. Okay, there's yeah, a two. Was, I yeah. thought I was not going out of my mind. No, you're not. Because what Jocelyn does is she will email out the picture and all information of the pet that you found to every vet, groomer, shelter, rescue, you name it in town. It's a big, big network. And uh, and uh, I receive them, obviously, the next day. I'm like, yeah, I know about that yeah. dog. Um, and it, they've had a lot of success with that. Yeah. And of course, everybody's sharing on Facebook and Twitter. You know, just, you know, make sure you just give as many details as possible because we, we do have some good success stories, you know. So, so, uh, yeah, those steps are important, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's the story of Mr. Twix. Wonderful. So I think what we should do, Chris, shall we take a quick break? Because we're, we're going to come back and we're going to start talking about Jessica's um, owner assistance program and what it means and how it can help you if you need help. We'll be right back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, the host of Vegas Rock Dog Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. 
Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T-S. A simple solution for shedding. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Now, let's return to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Here again, your host, the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. Okay, and we are back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, your host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And I have a fantastic guest and friend in studio, and that is Jessica Clemens of Incredible. So let's tell everybody all about your fabulous work. And it's work, isn't it? I mean, <gasps> oh, I don't think we can hear Jessica again. Are there we, are there we, we go. Oh, we're good. Now you can hear we're good, me. Chris. Yeah, I think we're sorted. We might have a little connection problem. Ah, yeah, that's what it is. There we go. Yes, I okay. mean, anything <laughs> anything you do with animals is hard work because it's you really don't switch off at 5 o'clock and you don't take your weekends off, and particularly with your own organization. I mean, that just doesn't happen, yes. does it? You know? Yeah, this is the year of me trying to find a little balance. And- <laughs> I, I relate. We're Geminis. We know exactly how that goes. But we get very excited about new projects and things we want to do. So you're like, yes, yes, I suggest some more things this week. I should never have said yes to. But yeah, uh, yeah. I do stick to my word. When it's, when it's your passion, it's yeah. hard it, to, you know, not to put help. the boundaries up. But <laughs> then we also have to talk about keeping sane. Keeping Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dog world is very interesting. It's very up and down, up and down, up and down emotionally, yes. you know. Yes. So you have to really kind of pace yourself. Or It's a little bit like medicine where you have to decide the dosage and how frequent, you know, like you look at horrible pictures of dogs or whatever. Or, right. You yeah. know, it's, it is. It's important. So tell everybody the name of your website. Uh, it is incredible.org. It's a play on words, so it's I-N-C-R-E-D-A-B-U-L-L.org. So what we wanted to do, if you're just listening in right now, what Jessica's organization does is she helps with um, educating the public with the um, discrimination of certain breeds. And, of course, you know, uh, pit bulls, and we know that's not a breed, but it's kind of a general term. You know, in England, no one calls them pit bulls. They They all call them staffies. Staffies. They all call them staffies. And I think it's a better perception, don't you think? You know? Yeah, there's been a lot of research lately in what people respond to. And I know that uh, Best Friends did kind of a focus group and they found that people respond more favorably if you use the word Amer- the words American pit bull American terrier, terrier because they like the terrier yeah but for me it's a little bit of a misnomer to name every blockhead that you see that because that's a specific breed, breed yes and it's really like you said it's really more of a general thing so that's yeah you know, everybody's got their own opinion, and if that works for some people, that's great. Yeah, but what I, what I like about what you also put out there is, you know, and then, and obviously everybody's intention is is always positive, but it's, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But do we still want to use those negative words? No. We don't, do no. we? You know, so if you've if you've been the person that puts a picture up of your pit bull and it says, I'm a lover, not a fighter, how about you just put, I'm a lover? 
Exactly. That's it. Yeah. You know, because you leave people with that last word that you're using, you leave that with them. It's just like saying they're not aggressive. Well, what are you (sighs) leaving it, leaving them with? Because aggression is a dog trait. It's not a breed trait. That's right. And you know what? I think it's a little bit like the um, law of attraction. If you put it out and it's negative, then a bit more negative comes back to you, you know. So, yeah, just stop at the positive. And I think that's really important. But I think people are starting to see that slowly but surely, you know, and start to change how they see things, you know. I mean, I wish we could completely stop saying pitbull. You know, and I, I'm going to try and attempt to do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I call them meatballs a lot, but then meatballs. There's other people that call them blockheads. I'm like, why can't we just call them dogs? Because that's yeah. at the end of the day, they're just dogs. And a lot of people call them pibbles, don't they? Pibbles, yes, that's pibbles, another which is another kinda, popular cutesy. It's kind of cute, you yeah. know. But yeah, try and stay positive. Really important. This is what Jessica's organization does. So um, the other aspect that I'm really, really interested in is the owner support program. I mean, whether the when the recession hit, we were the worst con- country. We were the worst state and the w- one of the worst cities in the country for uh, foreclosures and job loss. Yes. And so as it trickles down, you see how, you know, you lose your house. Where are you going? I mean, there are people that will honestly live in their car with their dog, you know, or their cats. And we've seen it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do those people get help? So tell people about your program. Tell them, first of all, the types of people that will contact you. Or, or is it sometimes other people that contact you about other people and say, hey, I know of this it's family. It's a little bit of both. Okay. We'll have people um, that are usually in, in homes that will contact us, reach out. We heard about you through someone else. Usually it's a lot of word of mouth. Right. Um, and then we also help people that are transient or living on the streets. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you helped someone last week, didn't you? Was it week before? Pretty much every week. We wow. don't always post post everything because it's that... a little tenuous sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, people that are on the streets and, yeah. uh, you know, most of them, or not most of them, but a fair amount of them that we've encountered, you know, they're a little standoffish initially yeah. because they think that we're there to take their dogs oh. because they've had people come. I have a gentleman that we work with regularly, and he oh said, gosh. you know, I'm, I don't want to give you my dog. I said, hey, I don't want your dog. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, we've got enough on our yeah, own plates. I, I value your relationship with your dog, and I realize yeah. she's your family. You have very little. I'm not trying to take her away. And he now ties her to his belt Just because hey. he had someone come up, <gasps> some person. I don't know if it was a rescuer or whom they were, but they <sighs> came up and literally tried to take the leash out, ran up and tried to take the leash and take the dog. <gasps> now, here's the thing. If you're on the, you see people on the streets all the time with their pets mm-hmm. and I see them at the traffic lights and I always go, is your dog well fed? <laughs> because I'm kind of really interested in the dog being okay. But I think if they were the type of person that, that didn't care, that dog would not be with them right. on the streets. Yeah. You know, it just wouldn't be with them. Well, that's that's kind of how this started. You know, we have our spay and neuter assistance program and we have other programs, but um, this wasn't something that we really kind of set out and planned to do. Right. It just was one of those things that happened. And you go, oh my gosh, this is a this, this is, is a, a gap a, exactly. that we've got to fill. Yeah. So you provide spay neuter. Do you provide other medical costs? We don't provide any other. Okay. It would be spay and neuter vaccines if they need them at the time of spay okay. and neuter microchips. Okay, which is impo- super important, you yeah. know. Um, food. I know you do food. We do food. What else do you do? Um, we do anything from collars to nice. leashes. Um, we've <sighs> done treadmill training. You know, we have a, oh, I got this crazy dog and, you know, I have some physicality issues and mm-hmm. I want to make sure the dog is exercised. Well, do you happen to have a treadmill or can you get one, you know, real cheap off Craigslist? And, this is great. And they do and we get the dog on, on the treadmill and it's that's great. another, you know, option for them to 
exercise their dog when it's not yeah. conducive to go out and, and walk them. Right, because, I mean, you're living a different life when you're homeless, most definitely, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you're not going, oh, yeah, we've got a dog park twice a day. I mean, you're just surviving on right. the streets, you know. Yeah. And, and you've got to be very fearful, I'm sure. Like you say, you know, is, my, is someone going to take my dog? Is, you know, and I'm sure people go, oh, they're irresponsible because they're homeless. But I say, I've seen the best of people lose their homes in this town, you know, and because we... We don't have a lot, lot of diverse inf- industry. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, seriously, if if they laid you off from the casino, you know, that's a, that's a big, you know, yeah. chunk of of our population. Right. And if you've been laid off, everybody's looking for the same job. You know, it's very difficult. So what I like about your program is, I think it, a lot of people can get involved in in different ways. Which is one, uh, you can tell someone about about the owner assistance program so they can keep their pets, keep them in the home as well if they're struggling struggling financially. Two, if you're a business and you can donate food, collars, leashes, blankets, even money, you know, and, yep. and you know, you could or maybe sponsor, um, I don't know, three spay neuters or something at a lo- local vet for these dogs. I think that'd be an amazing way to get involved and help. Yeah, we always need help from all sides and the, and the owner support team is kind of twofold there's the street team that mm-hmm. goes out and and helps the people who are transient or homeless right and then we also do home visits if you will with That's people right. we're working with um an elderly woman right now she lives in north las vegas she's on a fixed income yeah. she loves her chihuahua Aww. by the way we help all dogs because we don't believe in discrimination <laughs> there you go <laughs> so you don't have to be a pit bull to get our help yeah um, <laughs> good to know but she you yeah. know she's just struggling just to provide basic necessities with with food for him and you know yeah. she shares with him the food that she has oh. but that's not necessarily healthy for yeah, the dog that's and right then she's you she know making a sacrifice on her own behalf it's incredible to help isn't him, it so we help him and it's then incredible it's See? incredible that's why do you know seriously this Dissolve. is the right name of your organization yeah, yeah. it I, I think to take the pressure off owners and to take that fear away that I don't have to give my dog up or like you say someone's going to try to take my dog from me because they think you know I'm abusing my dog because I'm homeless you right. know which is not the case you know I think it's a really an amazing program yeah and you know my perspective is you know people say oh they shouldn't have dogs if you're homeless and it's not natural what's not natural is to contain <sighs> a dog that comes from a wolf in a in an enclosed space even if you've got yeah. an acre that's less yeah. natural than, than constantly migrating if you're homeless or transient. Yeah. Dogs are migratory animals. Yes, they so are. So for them, if they're cared for and their their owners love them and yeah. are looking out for their welfare, I don't see any problem with that. I think the discrimination goes both ways, doesn't it? Think about it, because I know that homeless people get discriminated against mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. You know, you never know why someone's in that situation. Exactly. I mean, we know a lot of, I mean, we know families that live down in, in, in a wash, you know what yes, I mean? Because we help some of them. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And I mean, when our, when our temperatures start soaring, it's a really dangerous time. And it's really dangerous down there when we get the, the uh, monsoons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the amount of people that get swept away is unbelievable because that's where they go for, for some kind of shelter, you know. Yeah, but and um, it's, it's hard, and we try, you know, not only not to judge the dogs, but not to judge the people, people as well. You know, the, how this came about was I was at a gas station at uh, Charleston and Maryland Parkway, not the greatest area, lots, yeah. lots of transient people. Yeah, and there was I was getting gas, and there was a gentleman with a pit bull in a shopping cart. 
Aww. and he looked like he was, you know, kind of down on his luck. And Aww. I walked up to him and I said, "Hey, how you doing?" He's like, "Don't worry, my dog won't bite." You know, so I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, you're I'm like, not worried about your dog biting." You know, yeah, they're like, "I'm Jessica. Yeah. I love pit bulls. I I'm have inc- my shirt on. I'm but, incredible." Yeah, <laughs> yes. you know, and he got kind of defensive. I said, yeah. "So what's going on?" He's like, "I'm just out here trying to get some food for my dog. I don't care about myself. myself. I just want <gasps> food for my dog." And mm-hmm. he had. Taken a call, uh, a slip leash, probably from a vet, you know, real cheap little slip leash, and he had made it into a collar for her. Oh. He had a microchip. He had her microchip, so he had the microchip tag on there. So he was doing everything right that he could with the resources that he had yeah. to provide for her, and he adored her. I mean, oh. when we, you know, I said, well, "Let me. What do you need? Yes. Looks like you need a collar. Looks like you need a leash. Let's <sighs> get get you some food." You know, I said, "I don't have anything with me, but I have some stuff at home. Let me run home." Wow. You know, um, they give out free cell phones on that corner, uh, disposable cell phones, so he happened oh. to have a cell phone. Because you need that communication. Yeah, you know. and, you know, called him a couple hours later and, and met up with him, and, you know, he <sighs> was, little mama was just, his dog was just was jumping. Was yeah. Yes, <laughs> Willie and little mama. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, was just, you know, she was so excited to have a new collar, and, I mean, the one she had on, we literally had to cut off because she was kind of growing into to the it. collar, yeah. And he was trying to do right by her, and he loved her, and it was apparent, oh. and it just was like kind of a light bulb moment for me. That <gasps> So that was what triggered it this, then. That yeah, was the, yeah. the epiphany. Yes, Willie and little mama is what started oh, all of gosh. this. I just love this. Yeah. And I know it's a I know it's a service we really, really need in this town. Um I think what I'm gonna do as <laughs> I always see a, the same homeless girl, actually. She doesn't have a dog, but I always see her on the way to the studio on Saturdays. And usually I have something in my car to give to this girl. And um, But I think what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to bag up dog food in separate little bags and stuff like that and, you know, make toothbrush, toothpaste and that. Yeah. And, you know, when I see... see so I have another friend that does that too. In fact, I had a friend who was delivered two pizzas instead of one. They ate the pizza and then they got in their car and they drove around and they found someone who was oh, homeless. Yeah, awesome. Tina. Tina, amazing person too yeah. so i think that's what i'm going to do and be have something available in my vehicle yeah. that i can you know hand out should i come across somebody like that and that's that. what our street team does is <sighs> we get you know the smaller bags of food because obviously you don't want to get a 30 or 50 pound bag <laughs> right. of food yeah, to like, someone unless you've got a shopping cart like, yeah but even so it's <laughs> like little mama. push this around exactly but, but, you know we keep I keep leashes and collars and uh, you know, a little, little bit of everything, some toys and yeah. blankets in my car. And when I come across a person, I love it's it. just easy to... How to many people do you have working with you now in the organization? Um, it's hard to say because they kind of come some and Some people go. on and off, yeah. Because yeah, you get yeah. some people that are like 100% and then you get those that come in and out a lot, right. don't you? you know? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. But we've got a, a good, you know, solid crew that kind of stays... Most of the time, I and just then love it. It is hard though to be involved in organizations like this because you can get very emotionally overwhelmed, and you can and you can get really kind of burnt out very quickly. And I think it's important to give yourself a little break when you need it. Not that you're getting one, but, yeah. <laughs> but everyone else don't on your tell team. My husband. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's important though, and don't feel guilty about it because you're more useful when you've had a little break. Right. You know, you can do a little bit more and a little bit longer. Yeah, you can't take care of everybody else if you don't take care of yourself. Care of yourself. It's really important. Yeah. I'm like, are you going to be down at the um, Valentine's event at Bass Pro Shops today? Do you have a booth there? Not today. No. Mainly rescues are down there. Yeah, yeah, just the rescues. That's an event that's happening today. Um, I think it's pretty much all day, like till four o'clock, and that's at the Bass Pro Shops. Uh, that's attached to the Silverton Casino, and a gazillion rescues are out there. The weather is just ridiculously fabulous yes. right now. We, seriously, we're talking bikini weather. <laughs> we're the only city I think that has bikinis available for sale all year round. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> but it'll be an amazing, amazing event. It is outdoors, and um, you can pick up your next fairy Valentine. I think it's really important that you go down there. Talking of Valentine's, did you do anything special? Um, my husband made a wonderful dinner and oh, came nice. home with a chocolate cake. That's that the way to do it. Delicious. So it's a way to do can't it. Can't go wrong, you know. It's better than fighting the crowds in the restaurants. It really is. I, I had some other friends that meeting for lunch today that that said, you know, instead of us dressing and putting makeup on and da da, we're just going to cook and have a great romantic dinner yeah. at home, you yeah. know. And yeah. I think that's really important. And you had an anniversary. I did. Nineteen years I've been married. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, Michael and I have been together for nineteen years. Of you so. as well. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, in January. Yeah, nineteen. We've been together twenty. Um, the married nine. We met on Valentine's. We're not cheesy. We met on Valentine's. <laughs> I love Valentine's. You still get those, oh, there's always those people like, oh, it's a made-up holiday. No, yeah. it's not. St. Valentine got it's beheaded. He got beheaded. I think it was like 1,400. Got beheaded for actually marrying Christian couples. Uh, the Romans didn't like that. So then, you know, he, he became like this, you know, saint of kind of love. You know, it's all about love, you right. know. And uh, Hallmark did not invent this. Yes. <laughs> Cards have been around a long Mark. Yeah, cards started like it, well, in, at least in the United States from the eighteen fifties. So, and the thing is that the history of Valentine's cards, particularly in Victorian times, where we're a little bit more buttoned up, you didn't profess your love. You know, ladies didn't do that. It was a way of letting your uh, secret, you know, love for someone know that you liked them. You either signed it or you didn't. Ah, okay. It would always say from your secret admirer. And I just love, I love romance. I just love romance. So, uh, but yeah, I love Valentine's. I was downtown last night in, um, at the D. <laughs> I've never seen more men dressed in red in my life. They, really? they had the biggest speed dating event oh my outside the D last night. And I'm talking hundreds of people. Every three minutes, quick conversation, move wow. on. So, uh, and one big guy had a t-shirt on that said, I, I'll, uh, I'll hug you really hard. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder how it's speed dating went. It probably went even faster. They probably got up after 30 right. seconds, you know. <laughs> hey, it's Chris, I think we'll know. take another quick break and, uh, you'll be able to listen to some words from our sponsors who keep our show going every week and we'll be right back you're listening to vegas rock dog radio with me sam your host the queen of rock and roll dogs be right back we'll be right back right after these messages stay tuned Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Dr. Robin Gansert, President and CEO of American Humane Association, the country's first national humane organization. Here to tell you about our new show, Be Humane, on Pet Life Radio. Each week, we'll be bringing you the latest news and issues affecting our animal friends, and we'll also be bringing you interviews with Hollywood's biggest animal advocates, here to share tales about their pets and what they're doing to promote a more humane world. Our own highly experienced staff and friends 
members of the organization will also join us each week to share what they're up to in the animal world. I hope you'll stop by. Until then, let's always remember to be humane. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. This is Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. The phone lines are open at 702-483-4444. Now, let's bring back the host. Here is the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. Okay, and we're back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, your host, Sam. And uh, we are broadcasting live from Las Vegas. Don't be confused by the accent. <laughs> Actually, we have a lot of British people that live here. Lots of us. And I just found out, if any of my English listeners are listening in, or family and friends, I just found out there's a Cornish pasty place that opened up. Cornish pasty is almost like a pie without the... Mm, you know what a samosa looks Not a samosa. You know what a, uh, an empanada looks like? The shape of an empanada. But th- look at it that size in the most amazing pastry. Mm-hmm. And inside, it's like meat and veg and kind of gravyish inside Ooh, yeah. and stuff. Or they have vegetarian. And so that's what he sells. Ooh, and I think he does some, some non-traditional ones with chicken tikka masala, Indian yeah. inside. <laughs> so, so the minute you tell one of your British friends here, this British place, it, got, it news travels like within a day. Oh, the sure. whole community knows about yeah. it. So, yeah, we have lots of, lots of nationalities living in Las Vegas, but um, lots and lots of British people. Anyway, so I'm listening, uh, I'm not listening to, I'm talking to Jessica Clemens of Incredible.org, and uh, she's making some big, big strides in town. How long have you had the organization now? Uh, this is our fourth year. We oh my gosh, that just, I thought you were going to say two. It just seems like yesterday. I know. It may not feel physically like yesterday. It's, just, it's, it's like a, a train that has <gasps> st- left the station and it, you cannot stop it's it. It's Ozzy Osbourne getting on the crazy That's train. Right. That's exactly yes. what it is. Um, do you have any events coming up? Uh, we do have some that are in the works. We're still working on the final kind of touches on mm-hmm. that. But if people want to find out about that, we do, uh, we have a meetup group through meetup.com oh i didn't know that yeah there's a, a link on our website or you can just go to meetup.com and search okay. incredible las vegas Fantastic. and um you join that it's free to join great and then we send you out an email with everything that we plan uh, we have uh, pits in the park which is just oh kind of a, what a great name a, f- a way to get together and socialize, socialize go yeah. on walks uh, that is next weekend i believe it to no 10 a.m i believe uh sunset park mm-hmm. hosting that and that's also open to dogs other than pit bulls okay we have a yorkie that is a <laughs> probably running the whole show yeah she's our <laughs> she, she's our mascot so we've, we've got it all you know we, we like to get everybody out there i think what i like about those kind of things is like you say, it's, it's a great socialization time for you and your pets but also i think it's a great way to talk to other pet owners you know like it's, hey does that is anyone like for right now I'm like is anyone trying this product for allergies right now for their pets Do you have any success with right. it you know yeah and it, it's you know we do whether we go to parks or we go to town square or yeah. we go somewhere in public, there's nothing better to change the perception mm-hmm. that the majority of people have about pit bull dogs than a dozen or more of them walking through a public place and people just, you know, their mouths drop and they turn their heads. And, Wait, <laughs> aren't those those dogs that yes. are supposed to do whatever they assume that they, they do? do. 
and it, it really s- starts a conversation. You know, yes. we've had a couple that will be kissing babies, you know, and people are like, oh, oh my gosh, she's kissing babies. They're and just the sweetest dogs. I'm like, yes, And those hello. breeds were used originally for babysitting, weren't they? Like a long time ago. Yeah, they're, you know, not all of them are great with no. kids, but, but they're, you know, yeah. there are a lot of them that, that love kids. Yeah, so. that's right. You know, and I, th- I do, I think, um, especially when you see beautiful young women walking with pitbulls, it really, really throws people for a loop. They go, this doesn't make sense. They right. try to make sense of it, you yeah. know. Yeah. But it, I think it's very easy for people to just say things without really thinking about what they're saying because they're not coming generally not coming from their own experience right or it's something they just saw in the media regurgitating something regurgitating and this is it and i think the more you hear it the more people believe it the more you believe what you're saying you know sure and so i i think um it's important you know what i i am gonna say i was guilty of that too not of pitbulls but i was guilty of saying hey if you can't afford the adoption prize you probably can't afford to keep the pet and i thought how do I know this? Right. I don't know this at all. You know, we want to be able to say people come up freely and say, yes, here's the money. Boom. Sure. You know, um, but it might be something that people aren't expecting to pay, even if you may perceive it yourself as something not being very expensive as an adoption fee. Right. You know, it just may not be an expe- expected, you know, cost. Because a lot of people do think that ad- uh, adopting a dog is free, but there are some rescues that do that. Um, yeah. I, especially when the numbers start getting really, really high, they just got, get overwhelmed. Right. Yeah, and I just saw that recently, and it was like, you know, this weekend, come and pick out your furry friend. You yeah, know? yeah. I think the only thing you have to be careful of is these are opportunities also for... Uh, people that fight pit bulls to come and pick up a free dog. You know, that's super important. And often they will sell, send their girlfriend and she's dressed nice or whatever. Sure. Especially if their face has been seen a lot, you know. Yeah, and I don't know. It's, there it's was hard, a, isn't and it? There was a interview done with a, a very renowned dog fighter who's no longer fighting dogs but mm-hmm. and he was asked that question like would you go to a shelter and you know right. is that where you guys kind of troll for, right. for dogs and he said no we're not going to go craigslist you know, yeah craigslist yeah. or or steal them out of people's yards oh that's we're really not, po- yes you know. do you know what happens um and this has happened in england they'll take like a colored sticker mm-hmm. and they're going to stick them on the gate yes or they purposely keep the gate unlocked you know right. and then they know which houses they have to right. hit to, yeah. to pick up the dogs so you got i think craigslist thankfully there's that Petition yes. That's that's you know building and building because we need to be able to shut down this whole Craigslist nightmare because well, it is a nightmare. And we isn't really it? need our animal control to mm-hmm. be given the resources and step yes. up to enforce the laws because Power. you can institute a mandatory spay and neuter law, but if no one's enforcing it, then it's impossible. What's what's the point of it? You know, I talked to the um, I don't know if it was the Nevada political action animals i don't think it was gina's i can't remember anyway but i gave my suggestions and i said you know how we get our water bill and it's it's like jam-packed with garbage right. paper that's in there why are we not putting in there about the the mandatory spay neuter why are we not putting in there you have to license your pets right you know because you're obviously going to hit on a lot of people you know if it's in there especially if there's a cute picture of a cat or a dog on there you know people will pay attention but but like you say, how do they get to know? Some people, pe- people don't know what they don't know. And the people say, well, it's your job to know the law. Really? Do we know anyone that's going on the internet to read every law for us? Right. Say, no. Yeah. So let's make it easier on them. Right. You know, yeah. and, and let's use the avenues that are available that pretty much everybody comes yes. across. Like you said, like the utility bills. There's yeah. no reason why you couldn't put some tips yeah. in there. And PSAs on TV. Yeah. P- 
PSAs on radio. We'll do one right now. If you are in Las Vegas, if you're in Clark County, you need to be doing spay neuter on your pets. Unless you breed your pet and you have to be a, a real deal breeder. With a, a license. With a license. Is it a pet fanciest license, they call it? Or is that for just people who have more than the that's, required I amount that's of dogs? That's more than the three, and then there's a separate breeder's license. A separate license. breeder's level. So that's really, really important because, one, it helps us with overpopulation, most definitely. And it helps with some behavioral issues, too, doesn't it? You know? Well, and, you know, we talk to a lot of people that go on Craigslist because, unfortunately, there's a lot of pit bull breeders that, that mm-hmm. use uh, Craigslist and, you know, say, oh, well, I'm, I'm saving this dog and helping that dog. Um, when you're giving those people money, yeah. you're rewarding that behavior yes, and they're not going to stop. Nope. So it yeah. doesn't Think twice. make sense. If you need to get rid of your dogs, you need to call a private rescue. That's what you need to do, a no-kill shelter. Important, super important. And we'll we'll keep drumming this into people's heads. It's it's not expensive. Henderson's $6. Nothing. Yeah, Clark County, you're not required to. City of Las Vegas. Vegas, you are. are. Yeah, so just get them licensed. Get them spay-neutered. Don't break the law. And please, put a lock on your gate. (gasps) Yes, I did mine because so many times people... My dog's missing. My my, uh, landscaper was here. Someone came to clean my windows and they forgot to close the gate. Yeah. 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 You don't want that situation. It happened to me. No, you don't and we've recently dealt with some people who didn't have a lock on their gate and animal control got a hold of their dog and it turned into a situation a, a that's whole, horrible yeah, yeah. legal issue and wow yeah and a simple lock on a the gate lock. do it people do it that. <laughs> yeah, it's so simple and expensive too yes so here we go so Let's tell you about an event that's going on today. We already mentioned it, the Ferry Valentine, 10 to 4 p.m., Bass Pro Shops. And that's where you're going to go down there, pick up your next love of your life. Uh, the Blog Paws um, pet, con- pet Bloggers Convention is coming to town May 8th to 10th at the Wesson Hotel in Lake Las Vegas, blogpaws.com. Important, really good. I'm going to be there. Uh, rescue of the Week. Actually, it's not a rescue. It's a very, very good Facebook uh, page that actually shares all of the, the animals at the shelter that need to find a home. And that is Fuzzy Friends, Friends with a Z or a Z, uh, Funny Friends Rescue, but they are not a rescue. They actually support pets that need homes. Of course, we like to thank our sponsors because uh, without them, this we wouldn't be here. <laughs> it's as simple <laughs> as that. Um, a quick shout out to uh, Jen, if you're listening, Jen. Jen is part, one of the founders of No Kill Las Vegas. Yeah, I think you know Jen. She usually listens every week. So hi, Jen. How are you? And uh, next week on the show, I've got Hannah. Elizabeth, she's a comedian, writer, and uh, a big animal advocate. She's very funny, very smart. She has an amazing vocabulary. Yes, she does. I love words. I love words. You're going to love her. And uh, what we like to say at the end of the show is... um, Remember that you can help a pet in need, either rescue, adopt, donate, or share their information. Or Res- volunteer. Volunteer! I'm going to add that. I've got to add it. I must add it. I've got to add it. Rescue your next family member or chase it down in a, in a park. Okay. Replace the word shop with adopt and be kind to all animals. I want to say a big thank you to Jessica for coming in. Thanks for having me. I love her. Incredible.org. Make sure you check her out. And a uh, big thank you to uh, Chris for making the show run for me. It's wonderful. Thanks to our listeners. We enjoy you being part of the show every week. And you've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. It's all about Vegas rock and roll, pets, people, pop culture, dogs all the time, <laughs> and other animals. And I'm your host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And remember, always kiss your pets good morning and good night. We will see you next week, and uh, it'll be fun. You must tune in for Hannah Elizabeth on the show. Have a great weekend, everyone. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.